Hello and welcome to the Dad Whisperer. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson, and I love that you're here, dads learning how to become heroes, because that is my heart and my passion for you. Well, today we're going to have a really fun conversation. So if you are a dad of a teenage daughter, know someone who's the dad of a teenage daughter, or you maybe are a teenage daughter, you are going to want to listen in today. I have two friends with me, and these, if you can believe it, these two people, a dad and his teenage daughter, actually like to spend time together. Yep, I am not kidding you. And did you catch the fact that we're talking about a teenage girl? Like, this isn't just any daughter. It's a teenage daughter who actually told me, yeah, my dad's like one of my best friends. So I'm like, you guys have to come and tell your story. So Maddie is 16 years old. She's a sophomore at Westside Christian High School. She's an athlete who's exhausted right now with all she has on her plate. And her biggest recent accomplishment is drumroll driver's license. So yes, dad has a few new gray hairs on this one, um, but she's out on the roads now driving. Steve is a former ABBA project graduate. Okay, I've got to start there, right? And uh, he also served nearly 20 years in the educational arena, most recently as interim principal of Westside Christian High School. And during that time, listen to this, he co-founded a program to mobilize young people to develop a heart of compassion, humility, collaboration, restoration, and justice. And I know that he's done that even in other countries, not just here in the U.S. and in our local Portland area. And now he's currently the executive director of Kindred Partners here in Portland. So having said that, welcome Maddie and Steve Pringle. Thank you. Thanks. Glad you guys are here. <laughs> Super fun to be here. Yay. Well, it's fun to have you guys here. Well, as you guys know, or maybe don't know, every week I use a, a kind of, I get this picture in my mind of dad standing side by side, getting ready to run their fathering race. And I'm a coach. Well, you guys are standing with me today as coaches. How's that sound? <laughs> like, uh, ready or not. A lot of pressure there. We can can try to do that. Yeah. Yeah, And we are going to encourage dads with On Your Mark is the title, Get Set is Your Stories Today. And then we're going to end with a go step for dads to put their love for their daughters into action this week. So Maddie and Steve, how does this sound? How does this title sound today? Where I want to call it How to Win the Heart of Your Teenage Daughter. How's that sound? Pretty good. good. Yeah. (laughs) Because I have watched... Because I've known you guys for a number of years. I've watched you, Dad, win the heart of your teenage daughter. And you set that in motion long before she hit her teens. And I believe that's paying dividends now. So how about if today in our conversation, I ask questions kind of back and forth. You know, I'll go a little Maddie question, little Steve question. And I would like to start with you, Maddie. Let's, let's just start with our brave teenager from the get-go. All right. So... As you think about a lot of girls, I'm sure you have friends that maybe don't think of their dad as being their favorite person in the world or whatever. So could you just start like, tell, tell us a little bit about you and your family just to set the stage for our conversation today. Well, as you've already said, I am 16. So right in those teenage years. And um, I've, my brother is six and a half years younger than me. Uh-huh. So there was a lot of time to like just with my parents. That's six and a half years. Like that's all the way up to kindergarten of just being with your parents. All their Uh, focus on you. Yeah. You go from like all the focus on you to all of a sudden all the focus on this baby. Yeah. Which is kind of a crazy thing because I think most siblings aren't that, don't have that much difference in age. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that because of that time, 
now we have like a bigger foundation and I guess like my parents are my best friends probably because like we've gone through like life together before Wyatt and now we have Wyatt with us and now it's just a lot more fun too because he brings a certain level of just like laughter into the family yeah so I guess I mean I don't know I love our family dynamic so wow did you guys just hear that this is a teenage daughter that actually said she likes her younger brother (laughs) you see why I want these two to tell their stories okay so Steve let's let's flip over to you so with Maddie being your oldest and only daughter Take us through what it was like for you then, like as a brand new dad to a daughter 16 years ago, and some of what it's been like through the years to be a dad to a daughter when you had no template of how to do this thing. Yeah, well, I'll do my best. I was thinking about um, the day Maddie was born, just we were driving here, because what a surreal experience to actually follow. Mm-hmm. We drove two cars here to the studio. <laughs> oh, I wow. Followed, <laughs> yeah. followed Maddie, and it was just fun to watch her, but it was just a, a point of just release of like, hey. She's grown up and she's out there literally on her own as she's driving. Even here this morning, it was just kind of fun to, to watch. And she did a great job. Woo-hoo. Great job getting here. But I was thinking back to when she was born and um, the level of excitement that her mom and I had anticipating her arrival. Um, but there wasn't any roadmap for being a dad. And certainly I wasn't ever. Um, you know, and now I, mean, I was never a teenage daughter, so right. I'm never right. a teenage girl. So there's no um, history that I have. Um, so everything's new. Uh, but becoming a dad was amazing, especially becoming a dad of a little girl. Yeah. Um, so there was just something that kind of crept up within me um, that I don't know that I expected. I, I think I was anticipating uh, being excited and it was going to be fun. It was going to be hard. It was going to be, what you know. How are we going to do this? Um, But there was something that crept up that I wanted to protect her. Um, That's awesome. So there was just something that that I didn't know was there that was latent um, Mm -hmm. that came out after she arrived. Um, So, you know, we did. We had six and a half years with her before Wyatt. And now, I mean, and that isn't like that ended. I mean, it (laughs) just set a foundation of, of just some neat neat relationship so we got to navigate new things along the way yeah um, and we're learning every day and that's you know that's the your title you know winning the heart of your daughter is uh it's an everyday thing yeah it's not like it's one and done yeah so and and this may weave later into our conversation but i'll never forget when you said to me we're going to talk about this a little bit later but i want to repeat it is that where i got that title is that you've talked about do i want to win her heart or do i want to win an argument yeah and you have really navigated that change that has to happen in a dad at his, as his daughter grows up. You know, it's different than it was when she was little. Yeah. So, Maddie, let me flip back over to you. So, one of the reasons I invited you here, like I said, is that you recently told me that, that your parents are your best friends. And I was like, seriously, girl? Are you kidding me? Because I've been walking with teenagers since I, I was 19, Okay. So yeah. over 30, what's that, 38 years now, and that is not what I usually hear from them. So to those dads listening today who have teenage girls or girls who are about to head into their teen years, can you speak to what's led to you and your dad being as close as you are today? Yeah. Um, so those six and a half years I had before with just my parents, then Wyatt came along. And there was a period of time where between like Wyatt's birth and this trip to Thailand that I didn't really get to see much of my dad because he was finishing what you're like masters and you finishing went to his Thailand masters. when you were how old? 10. 10. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So there was a period of time and I guess he wasn't really home that often. And I guess 
everything was kind of just kind of crazy for that uh-huh. time period. And probably I wasn't very close to you at all, Dad, probably in that time. I mean, I was, but, like, I think I kind of got, like, maybe a certain, like, fear that sometimes people have where, like, the only time I saw you was if I was in trouble or, like, anyway. Yeah. I was really excited to go to Thailand, and I got to go with my dad, and I just got to, like, my eyes were open to what he was dealing with, like, every day as being part of a high school, mm-hmm. like, teacher, the interim principal, just, like, what he was dealing with. And it was just kind of, like, eye-opening and also just kind of, I think, brought us together because we're stuck in a different country. Yeah. We don't speak their language. We have friends there. And I'm with a whole bunch of high school students, and I'm a 10-year-old. Yeah. And so, I mean, I am not the same, like, capability as the high school students to take care of themselves yet. Yeah. So I was still relying on my dad every day, but I still think, I think I did a pretty good job of also being a little bit independent there, but. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know that you remember it exactly the same way I do, but yeah. You, yeah, we were there 20. 20- Which is really valid. Can we yeah. stop yeah. and say that? Dads of teenage yeah. daughters, you may have different perceptions of the exact same thing yeah. and there's not right, wrong. It's just, you're looking at it from two different yeah. sides. So I like that you said yeah, that. Yeah, I would. And I would say this is that she was incredibly independent <laughs> on the trip. In fact, there was, I mean, she spent zero nights out of 22 nights with me she was with the team and with the the other ladies who were leading um and there was one moment on the trip where she didn't feel good and i think i was dehydrated probably just dehydrated it was hot in thailand and she came and we we went into an air-conditioned room and we started watching the sound of music and i thought well i've got her for a couple hours now (laughs) and i i was hungry for just time with Uh just her because we were with all these other people and we were serving and all these things and we watched about a quarter of it and i had all these snacks these fun snacks to eat and Mm -hmm. sit together and then she said dad i'm good and she hopped up, <laughs> ran out, and you know, I took a picture of her when we were on that trip, and it was blurry. And I sent it to her mom while we were there, and I said, this is what it's like to watch your daughter here. She is, she's just go. She's just, just going go. and flying. And uh, you supported that. Wow, so fun. See, that's what's so beautiful here as I watch you guys tell that story is that, Maddie, you're saying there was a foundation laid. So that even in those years where dad was really maxed out and busy and it got hard because we weren't as close, it somehow held Yeah, you, you because I think that's real life, isn't it? Like yeah. crazy schedules, really busy dads and daughters. I think our world is even busier now than it was 20 years yeah. ago, 30 years ago. And yet I think you're speaking to the fact that it's not about all this time together, but it's that you, you find points to reconnect, to keep the bond going. You know, whether yeah. it's out of the country and having an experience where, you're, you know, you're going through something, just the two of you, or whether it's maybe being in the car on the way to school and catching up. Yeah, which we don't even get that anymore. No. Now that yeah, she's driving. But, yeah, but, good point. But hey, we get to be here in yeah. the studio together. Yeah. And that's, Creating I mean, a forever memory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is probably like the longest we've spent together all week, too. Isn't which that is kind of crazy. And I, I, again, I so appreciate that you're being honest about that because you could come in here going oh we you know we we do a dad-daughter date every week and you're like (laughs) are you kidding me where would we fit that in no but it's how do you be intentional even with the little moments when schedules are really busy so steve let me go back to you so i had just referenced that but i want to take you back to that what i would call a powerful conversation you and i had probably three years ago or so when you had said to me, when we were talking about Maddie, so you would have been in like seventh grade at the time, is you said that you believe that it's more important to win her heart 
than win an argument. And I thought, I have never heard a dad say that. Because what I hear from girls a lot is my dad pulls the power card and he won't let me have my voice because he tells me I'm fighting back or I'm just being difficult or dramatic. And so I remember saying to you something like, Steve, I think if every dad in America understood that concept about it being more important to win her heart than an argument, it would literally change the trajectory of relationships between dads and daughters because they wouldn't be pulling that power card, but would seek instead to understand their daughter's heart needs in a proactive way. So here we are, you know, three years later, like you said, Maddie, I'm right in the thick of adolescence at 16 (laughs) in your second year of high school. So Steve, talk about just that whole idea of how you continue to navigate winning Maddie's heart at this season of her life. Yeah. And, and like I said, I think it's an ongoing thing because there are times I mean, I want to be right. <laughs> Probably like anybody else. I like to be right. And so there are moments where I'm right and Maddie might have made a mistake or, but I've got to be very, very careful mm-hmm. in what I do with that. I'd rather mm-hmm. um, have her grow and learn um, and become the woman that, that God wants her to become yeah. than than just to be right in that moment. So that requires me to sort of check my, you know, that that thing that rises up that wants to say, I, hey, wait, I'm right, you're wrong. Yeah. You know, and, and an update, you know, we're navigating this growing up thing because we want her to become her own person. And we know that that's, you know, there's, there's already a, a, a Carly and there's already a Steve. There doesn't need to be another. So Maddie's <laughs> going to be her own, be her own person. Her own Pringle. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Her own Pringleness. Um, she's making decisions and learning how to be an mm-hmm. adult. Um, and since she's never done this before, there's going to be challenges along the way. There's going to be mistakes. You know, I, I coach uh, Little League Baseball, and I remind our other coaches that we can't expect our kids, and these are 9- and 10-year-olds, to do something that we actually haven't taught them to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know is that every opportunity is an opportunity to teach and to share and mm-hmm. to help Maddie grow. Mm-hmm. Every, so everything in that sense is practice right now, yeah. right? It's not, it's, she doesn't have to get it. Perfect. And I think mm-hmm. she feels like that. Yeah. yeah. She feels like she has to have it perfect. But the way that her mom and I look at it is, is this is practice. Yeah. And, you know, I love th- that. you know, things come with natural consequences. Um, and along the way, we need to help put up guardrails because we want to protect her, but we're now protecting her within, you know, the certain, like when, when she drives, we call it the circle of trust. There's an area uh-huh. that we are comfortable with and that will be expanding in time. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so, you know, recently we had a couple of episodes with driving and planning and stuff with friends. And at one point we went outside of that established boundary of, for a new driver. And I mean, my first reaction that rose up in me was I'm yanking the keys. <laughs> you know, that's it. She's not driving for, <laughs> you know, 10 months. I mean, I could come up with whatever, Dramatic. you know, this thing r- yeah. rose up in me. Like, what was she thinking? And um, thankfully, you know, there was a pause that that I was able to have Mm. just to go, okay, what does she need to learn here? Uh, Will my reaction bring about the growth that I want to see in Maddie? You know, am I trying to equip her to make good and safe life-giving decisions? Sure. Um, So I had to just sort of calm my own spirit. And I've got a Mm. beautiful partner that I get to talk about with these things with Carly, you know, and say, okay, I don't really don't want Maddie to see my reactive side. Uh Um, and so we didn't want to freak her out and say, come home right now. It was, we could have made arrangements to put a, a sort of safety uh-huh. net around her and she came home. And then the next day 
we talked about what happened. Keyword the next the next day. day. Exactly. Let's sleep on it, not be reactive in the moment. Yeah, and then we reemphasized the boundaries, mm-hmm. reestablished our family processes. Um, you know, and I'm confident that she's going to live within those boundaries because she knows we're not trying to stifle her as a person and growth. I mean, it's natural to just to to want to want to. You know, move out. I mean, go exactly. do these things. Go, you know, drive all the way there, or, yeah. or be with those those folks and do those things. It's just a matter of saying, okay, this is how we're going to do it as a family, because mm-hmm. that makes us all comfortable. And she's growing in trust and growing mm-hmm. in responsibility. Well, another thing I'll just add is you didn't say this word, but I can tell that you don't shame her. Oh, I hope not, it, because yeah. you're conscious of not wanting yeah. to do that. Yeah. So, Maddie, let me flip over to you. What would you say are some of the ways that that your dad wins your heart now that you're a teenager? Um, I think that, well, for one, he's not afraid to say no. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he says what I n- probably need to hear rather than what I want to hear a lot of the time. And I think both of my parents parent with a lot of grace and not mm-hmm. shame because I think that the situation would be ve- like the re- relationship, whoa, the relationship would be very different if it was like parenting with shame. Yeah. And Good point. I mean, yeah, I think that, I mean, he sits down, he has conversations with me, and he doesn't get up till resolve. We don't just stop halfway through and it gets hard. We keep yeah. going. We, I mean, I get blinded by my emotions all the time. I mean, welcome to be Yeah, a exactly. Girl. I just, <laughs> I am probably 90% emotions and 10% logic sometimes. Yeah. And I mean, it just, sometimes I just need a breather. And sometimes I'm just like, like he just said, I think I'm right a lot and I'm not. And it's a learning curve, I guess. And, So in other words, it wouldn't help if your dad reminded you how oftentimes you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, we often mean, and it happens all the time. And I think that the nice thing about it is I don't have to think like feel guilty about, well, yesterday and the day before I had these like these problems. We had to talk about it. And instead, it's like the next day. I mean, within 10 minutes of the conversation, it's all back to normal. We're all, hey, let's make lunches. Let's get ready for tomorrow. Kind of like. Yeah. Pick right back up where we started. And well, let me ask you this, Maddie. Does your dad's tone have anything to do with the grace piece you talked about? Probably. I mean, he seems like he keeps a level head every time. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it gets a little bit more, but I think that sometimes when my mom's in there or just anyone, we're all just kind of like, we need to take a break for just a second. Yeah. Clear our yeah. minds for a second. Just Good call. Take a breather. And then we just start right back up again where yeah. we're just like, this is a good mature way to talk about this instead of bringing all the emotion into it. That's awesome. So Steve, now back to you. Like, what would you say works and doesn't work in the winning of Maddie's heart at this stage? Well, I won't quit. I won't give up. I'm her her only dad. (laughs) She's my only daughter. Um, So uh, though I'll fight for her, I can't demand it. And so I have to win it in that Mm -hmm. sense. So it's a little, it's a different now. Yeah. At 16 than it was when she was, Four, five, six, but, exactly. um, but I'll take it. Yeah, you'll take yeah. it. So, I mean, any other strategies? Because I know you and I have had some conversations. Is You're, you're a guy that thinks strategy, don't you? I yeah. Mean, you're an executive director. You, you think that way. Tell, tell us more. Like, let us hear from you as a dad of a teenage daughter about strategies that you use, put into effect to pursue Maddie's heart. Yeah, well, um, I think one of the things we talk about a lot in our home, and, and I'm quick to do it, I need to lead this way is I apologize. Mm, you know, I try yeah. to recognize when I either blown it with my tone or I've mm-hmm. blown it with, with what I've had to say. Um, I let humility be, um, mm-hmm. in a sense, a measure of the strength of my love for my daughter. 
Um, I'm not afraid to be silly, though. We're not always super silly. <laughs> we're more silly later in the morning sometimes. Um, but I'll also guard her heart. You know, there are times where I, I'll step in and I'm stronger with a boundary because I'm trying to guard her heart from maybe something she doesn't see. Do you tell her coming. that ever? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we won't get specific. Does no. that help though, yeah. Maddie? Because rather than my dad's just mm. telling me no. It's fresh. I mean, it's frustrating because you're like, I wanted to go do this. He's like, no, we're not going to do that because later on you might like regret it or something. And then it's like later on, I'm like, well, I'm kind of glad I didn't do that. But that At might be time. months later. Yeah. That might be weeks. Like. That might be a long time later. That won't be like a minute later. I'm like, well, I'm super glad he said no. Yeah. Do you <laughs> fight him in the moment when he says no? Or do I, you try to use your voice or push back? I don't know that I always do that. I think sometimes I just get really frustrated and just pent it up because I don't want to like uh, lash out. Because uh-huh. I just, I don't like, I just would feel worse about that later. Maybe we and need to so have I a just whole like, teenage girl forum and you can teach <laughs> some of that <laughs> to other girls. This will help you in the long run yeah. with your yeah. dad if you don't have a big reaction you know? yeah yeah so. and i'd say with that i think i try to empower her to be an advocate for herself and that's mm-hmm. part of protecting her is mm-hmm. that she learns to protect herself that yeah. way um and then i'll make the first move to restore the relationship that's one of the, i mean that's what I, i'll i will do that because mm-hmm. i want the relationship with her yeah you're the dad solid. i'm the dad yeah. it has to start with dad that's right well, I mean, speaking of that, you know, where you do maybe make amends when you've blown it, let me just ask you another question, Steve, is how do you ground yourself when Maddie is escalating emotionally? Because I think a lot of dads of teenage daughters, okay, this might sound ridiculous, but I think they might have the thought, well, to their daughter, well, you started it. You're like, you're <laughs> the one that had the freak out, so now I'm reacting back to you. Yeah. How do you stay grounded? Yeah, well, I mean, I'll, I'll blow it every now and then and fail sometimes, mm-hmm. Um Probably my response to her, my anger looks more passive aggressive than it looks mm-hmm. expressive. And I try to recognize that. But I care yeah. more about Maddie than I care about being right. And we can figure the rest out as mm-hmm. we go. Um, I've seen anger drive kids away. And I certainly don't want to do that. I can think about the power of my own father saying to me uh, when I finally expressed years, maybe you know, mm. 30 years worth mm-hmm. of kind of pent up stuff and he just said i'd never looked at it from your perspective when he said that it just melted away and this is in adulthood as an adult right and so i have that you know in my own mind of not wanting to have those things do you think it would help then if dads did say to their daughters help me understand this from your perspective absolutely yeah yeah it's okay that you don't get it dads i mean you're from mars we're from venus but (laughs) can you help me understand where you're coming from because i clearly don't get it yeah yeah that would help, wouldn't it? So Maddie, let me just ask you is, do you have any suggestions for dads with teenage daughters that would help them better connect with their girls? Um, I would probably just say, listen, because I think that's probably really hard for people in the moment to mm-hmm. like sit and listen because you want to express how you're feeling. But I think that, I mean, my dad listens to me, we listen, and then he'll come back and he'll talk. But yeah. he listens to me fully. He listens to what I have to say before just, like, like interjecting into the conversation. She'll be like, well, da 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 Like, before I think done. this before you're done. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, and, like, what I was saying, just grace. Like, my parents, yeah. like, yeah. we just talk about how there's a lot of grace because everyone messes up. Everyone, yeah. I mean, I blow it, you blow it. Everybody, exactly. it, we're human. Absolutely. And so, yeah. When there's that grace instead of shame, it just makes all the difference. So dads, are you hearing from Maddie? She's saying, if you want to win the heart of your daughter, you want to 
do a better job of listening. Well, I cannot believe how fast our time is going. I want to end, Steve, which is asking you if you could give a go step, an action step to dads of daughters that could help them this week put their love into action for their teenage girls. Yeah. Um, I think I'd suggest that dads ask their daughters something like this. Are, you know, are, are there any withholds that we need to bring out? Is there what any, do you mean by that? Withholds. Like, is there anything that, that's just that's being held back? Is there anything mm-hmm. that, that, that I've done or a concern you have or a feeling that's, that's getting in the way? Can we bring uh-huh. that out? And dads invite that out. Yeah. You know, is there anything I've done that squashed your heart? And I think dads need to share their hearts, too. Ooh, I like that word, squashed your heart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And asking it and then going back to what Maddie said, listening mm-hmm. to the response. Because that takes courage, doesn't it? That's a dad who's a hero in my eyes that would come and say, where did I squash your heart? Talk to me. You can tell me anything. Yeah. Well, you guys, it has been so fun to have you here on the Dad Whisperer. I would love to have you back sometime. Let's do 17 and 18, shall we? Okay. (laughs) As you launch into adulthood. Well, if you've just joined us, this is the Dad Whisperer, and I've had Maddie and Steve Pringle with me today. The topic is how to win the heart of your teenage daughter. And you've heard today from Maddie, 16 years old, and her dad, Steve, who's encouraged you dads to say, are there any places where I've withheld from my daughter, things that she needs that I need to help bring out, or are there any places I've squashed your heart, hun? Dads, follow Steve's advice. Go have that conversation with your girls. Remember, if you ever want to listen to former episodes, you can go to iTunes, The Dad Whisper. It's right there. You can go to my website at drmichellewatson.com, and you can always write me at drmichelle at thedadwhisper.com. So dads, get out there intentionally and consistently. Pursue your daughter's hearts this week. Go dads. Well, the other night, Maddie came home, and I think she came home late from a track meet or out with friends or something. something. And um, she wanted to express. I mean, and there was stuff going on, and there was emotion, and there was relationships, and there was there was stuff. And we were waiting up, you know, for her to get there so late. And I actually have now turned on my side and have slowed my breathing, <laughs> and I am ready to go to sleep. And Maddie comes in, and we haven't seen her. Maybe all for day. a couple of days, yeah. Yeah. just because with all our schedule, yeah. at least I haven't. And um, I, I wanted just, to tell you guys all about like track meet. I want to tell you about everything. And I think it involved. Oh, I wanted to say what it involved because maybe your friends are listening. But it just <laughs> it was stuff. And I just said, I can't do this right now. <laughs> you guys you need to talk. That or you said I said it. I was uh-huh. so tired. I just said. So I, I said okay, and I was like, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. But mom was like, No, don't leave. So I talked to mom a little bit, but I was like, I'll Did just dad go to wake bed. Back up or no? Now? I mean, there's just sometimes when dad is tired and going to go to sleep, but it doesn't mean I don't care. I just yeah. I just actually I didn't take it like a fen- like oh my gosh, she doesn't want to listen yeah, to me. It was yeah. like it was like eleven thirty. It was time to go to yeah. bed. I would oh like to God. say that my spirit was willing, but um, <laughs> but your flesh. It was, it was done. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome.